Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Master in the Art of Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 225 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is Avoid These Tarot Reading Problems. So let's begin. Whether you're a beginner tarot reader or an old hat, there are some common tarot reading problems you may encounter. But fear not, I've got strategies and advice for each one. Number one, you draw a blank. Well, this happens to the best of us. Sometimes you simply don't have the words. And when that occurs, you need to pause, take a deep breath, and recenter yourself. Then, here are my strategies. One, you may choose to ignore that card for now and focus on a different one. You can come back to the card in question later. Sometimes, you can choose to let it go altogether, but I do recommend writing it down along with any insights you may receive, no matter how brief. Later on, you may look at that card and have your aha moment. Two, find one small detail in the card and begin to interpret from that. For example, if you pull the Five of Swords, you might start looking at the clouds in the background. Perhaps they may signal a storm is brewing. See if an interpretation begins to evolve from that. And lastly, describe the card. This always jumpstarts my intuition when nothing else works. When you describe what's happening, trust me, you'll find the right words. The second problem is the querent isn't open to the reading. Now, if you encounter someone who is fearful, you need to do your best to get them to relax. You can start off the reading on a good note by creating a welcoming environment. If this is an in-person session, you might want to pour a tea or start with an oracle card. But a virtual, you can always ask the querent what their concerns may be. And you can take three breaths together to calm their nerves. However, if you're dealing with a skeptic, or someone who is being forced to do the reading, it's best to not do the reading. It's rarely a good experience for the sitter or the tarot reader if there is a hint of hostility present. The number three concern is this. The question is vague or disempowering. Now, in this case, you'll want to reframe the question to get a clear, helpful answer. For example, if someone asks, what about love? Well, you might want to ask them, well, what do you mean by this question? Uh, are you asking about a specific relationship? What's going on? Once you have a clear idea of what they really want to know, you can help them to form a better question. Another example of a disempowering question is if someone asks something like, will I get married? Will I questions are never good because, again, they're disempowering. So you'll want to reframe that to be, what do I need to know about getting married this year? Now, this gives the querent information that puts them firmly in the driver's seat of their life. After all, free will is a thing, and implying there's no choice is fatalistic and rarely helpful. Number four, you lack confidence and you rely on the little white book too much. First of all, I'm going to say there is no shame in referring to the book when you first begin. We all do that. But with practice, you'll find your tarot voice and you're going to build confidence. It's as simple as that. So I recommend reading for as many people as you can and taking classes. 
In fact, I recommend seasoned pros continue to take classes too because there is always something new to learn. Now the number five tarot reading problem is your tarot reading was completely off the mark. That happens. I know, I know, nobody wants to hear that, but hey, we're human. No one can see all, and interpretation can get goofed up. You know, I always like to say the cards are right, but humans make mistakes. And sometimes we see things, and upon later reflection, we look at it and we're like, oh, that's what it meant. So I like to say, if your reading is wrong, like totally goofed up, what you want to do is use that as a tool for teaching. Reflecting on those cards later might show where you went wrong. So I recommend recording your readings, writing them down, and then checking back on those notes later because they will give you valuable information and you're going to be able to see how you might have looked at things differently. Number six, you're ungrounded and you cannot make a connection. Here's the deal. It is important to be ready for your readings, which means, of course, you want to set up your environment beforehand. A calm, clean space leads to a better reading. So you want to have a comfortable chair. You want to have a table with enough room to spread out your cards. And a clean environment isn't just about the physical cleanliness, but also energetic. And you can create this by using incense or spiritual sprays. The other thing is you want to make sure you're in a good place. So take time to center yourself with meditation or breath work before you begin working with the cards. Also, do not read if you're impaired or if the querent is. It's always best to refrain from substances because they can mess with your sixth sense. And number seven, you decided to go pro before you had real experience. Now that may sound harsh, but listen to this. You don't need to monetize your hobby. Not every passion needs to become a job. And too many people jump into the tarot business after taking like a six-week course or, or reading a book because they assume it's easy work. And sometimes it's people, you know, they deliver a few solid tarot readings and now they think they can make a living reading the cards because they have a gift. Look, even if you seem to get it right from the jump, you need time to develop your skill, your tarot voice, and your confidence. Too often I've seen folks dive in and then get freaked out when they discover how hard this work really is. Also, I've had the icky experience of having to undo readings from inexperienced people because sometimes they will give a reading that might really scare or upset somebody. And then the person, if they get a second opinion, well, then we got to come in and clean up that mess. So it's really important to give yourself time. Because if you give yourself time and keep practicing, you're going to see if this is meant to be your vocation or a hobby. And I will repeat this, no matter how long you've been at the game, keep learning. Take all the classes you can and read every book you can get your hands on. Remain humble and always a student. That way, you will keep growing and providing a solid service for the people who sit at your tarot table if you decide to go pro. All right, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, lots of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and many other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you're digging the podcast, 
do me a solid and head on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that will help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>